hello and welcome to It's an Artful Life. One of the effects of the global pandemic of COVID-19 is that more than ever people are turning to the arts, but the creators themselves are wondering how to deal with this shift in how people consume and deal with art, as well as what happens when we all get out. In this special quarantine season of It's an Artful Life, I talk to consumers and creators both about how they see the role of arts shifting and changing both during this time and after. Let's find out what an artful life looks like in 2020 before, during, and after COVID-19. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. First and foremost, before anything else, um, please just introduce yourself. Um, so to everyone who's listening, hello, my name is Saad Sheikh and what I do is primarily I'm a filmmaker. I've had my formal training in filmmaking, but before filmmaking, I had some amount of brief training in uh, Martha Graham Technique, Modern Contemporary from Istanbul. Um, and after my film training, I had some amount of training in musical theater from NPU Lebanon. Um, what I primarily do now is I like to figure out, I figured out that I like to tell stories, be in whatever form it may be, be it dance or stage on musical theater sets or on screen. So I like to think I'm a storyteller and um, on the side I'm an entrepreneur. I run a, I run a company that actually brings the artists together called The Colony, uh, where we all try to do stuff and spread it out there. Cool. And, um, and you're spending this quarantine um, in, your, in your family's house in Islamabad. I am. So I initially tried that I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it all alone. And, you know, this is okay. It's going to pass. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, little did I know that it was really big of a deal. And, um, you know, and I think we're, we're just so spoiled with all the help that we have, the domestic help that we have uh, in terms of cooking and cleaning, um, that initially I thought that, you know, everything would be sorting out myself, but I'm an awful, awful chef. So I think the best thing that I could do to myself at, in during this time was to shift to Islamabad and uh, enjoy the homemade food while in a lockdown. <laughs> Smart. So just kind of as a, as a comparison, um, how much art generally, be it music or concerts or live performances or movies, whatever, were you consuming um, before this? And how much are you consuming these days in quarantine? So do you mean in terms of uh, digital uh, art that I've been taking in or overall just... like the actual physical experience of it? I'm actually talking about both, just how I'm just talking about consuming art in general, you know, like uh, for like maybe it is that, you know, all of the art that you were consuming live has just shifted to digital, uh, digital. or maybe these mm -hmm. days you're consuming yeah. more art than usual or less art than usual. So that's just, it's, it's just overall. Yeah, I think in all honesty, I, because the nature of my work is in the entertainment industry, right? Uh, since I'm working with artists and that's what I do for a living, I was actually intaking quite a lot of art, be it physical or uh, digital, uh, since day one. Um, what has happened now, the global climate shift that has happened recently in, uh, with everybody, it has brought me to books, which was something that I used to do before I actually got into the art, art world. Um, I used to read a lot. Uh, and suddenly that stopped. I think we just got so busy and we just started with ebooks. 
But now I think uh, I've held an actual physical book after a long time. So I think the only art intake that has been different from before Corona or after Corona um, has been an actual book. Otherwise, you know, my daily, if you look up a schedule, then there's definitely a dose of music, definitely a dose of some YouTube videos, a Netflix series, um, an actual concert, a dance recital. There's 10,000 things happening digitally or physically. The only different thing that happened was a book, that I'm actually reading a book. Huh, interesting. So in terms of like producing art, um, are you producing anything these days? Um, Or is it mostly you're just kind of um, reading and and consuming? No, so, um, you know, the reading is, of course, uh, to maintain my sanity. But of course, uh, there's 10,000 things happening. You know, I was speaking to a friend and we came up with the conclusion that during the worst of times, when when your hands are tied and when you can't possibly produce anything, that is when you get the most interesting ideas to do something. Right. And, um, we're actually facing something like that, that the ideas are just pouring in and we don't really know how to execute that in this specific time. So there are a few things that we're trying to do. Um, one, in terms of just like I said initially, that I like to think that I'm a storyteller. So we're trying to make a film. Um, while nobody is leaving their house, but every actor is sending in something and we're trying to compile it together. Uh, so we're trying to adapt to this specific type of filmmaking, which I think is very rare. And I think every filmmaker in the world would actually be on the same page. They're fine, trying to find a way that how to produce or direct a film at this point of time. So I, we found a strategy on how we can possibly go about it. We found a narrative uh, that suits the scenario. So we're just trying to produce something along the lines. And a lot, apart from that, we, uh, the colony's online presence is there. We try to bring in an artist. Uh, and what this uh, platform has does, the online platform has done for us is that the threshold of the artist has, you know, it, it, it has broadened the horizon for it. Initially, it was just Pakistani artists coming in the colony, physically performing. And now we are getting artists from New York, Lebanon, London, um, you know, from all over to online, to come online and, you know, just uh, do a musical gig. It may, it may be very acoustic, but it is there. So people are actually tuning in and checking the gigs out. Huh, cool. And so do, do you think that just in terms of that uh, production, has it, are you producing more these days or less, or is it just more or less the same, just in a different format, in a different way? No. Definitely less, a lot less of uh, what we used to do, uh, you know, when we were in lockdown. So I think it's uh, not even 10% of what we were doing initially, um, you know, during those times. So yeah, definitely a lot less uh, um, than what we were actually doing before. Uh-huh. And, um, and are, are you working on, I mean, obviously, besides the film, are you working uh, on any on any of your own stuff, like any any of your own uh, solos or creative work? Yeah, so there is, um, you know, there's a lot of years that were there. Um, if you, you know, if people who know me or have followed my work, they would know that I am somebody who's very much afraid of solos. I like duos or trios or I like group performances. I'm actually somebody who's intimidated by people who do solos. Um, but now I think I am actually, you know, how you have some rough sketches in your head that this song possibly can help me uh, prepare my solo. So there's a lot of sketches in my head and I'm actually working on one. Um, it's called The Work Song by Jose. Um, uh-huh. 
so yeah, I'm trying to do something on it. It's just in my head right now. Um, I usually choreograph like that, that there's some amount of uh, rough sketches in my head and then I bring them on paper and then I actually go about it if it's a solo. So it's still on the very initial basis. Uh, but yeah, that's something that's happening alongside from the film because this film is more of a joint collaborative project with a lot of filmmakers, so you can't do it alone. This is something that you can do alone. So that's something that's on my head for sure. Right. So has this whole uh, quarantine, this this experience, um, has it changed your perspective on, on art or the industry um, in, in any way? Or is it just kind of like, you know, how, how are you thinking about art these days as maybe opposed to before quarantine? You know, even before the quarantine, the that I had for it, I knew the amount of value that I have to add to an artist's life or an artist's work. So that value and respect was definitely there. And now I think what the quarantine has done is that the entire world is shifting to the art. Even, you know, it may be digital, but everybody wants some amount of intake uh, of art. And I think what it has done to me and individu- individually to everybody uh, out there is that I think that they would they would learn to respect artists more and understand that how difficult it is to produce it and how and how important it is to be for us to exist in the society because if we're not there i don't think that anybody would be you know i I think people would be killing each other uh, out of boredom or out of um, complete insanity so i think what literally this quarantine has done is made me understand the importance of art um, even more not as uh, at loss of the fact before but I think the value of it has definitely uh, outgrown in my head. And do you think that any of that is going to carry over uh, once once this is over? Do you think that 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 sort of need for the arts will will have impact when when this is over? You know, in all honesty, um, I really do hope so. But I am aware of how the world works, and uh, even now, when I actually log on to the internet and read some comments on an art piece, which which may be a brilliant art piece for that matter, but if you go down to the comment section, and not just talking about people in Pakistan or India, but people globally actually talking about this quarantine happening because of um, you know for some god awful reason, it's it's more like an azab or it's more like a uh, how do how do I put it? It's more like that God is angry at us and this is like a punishment that we're living in because of the people that we've become. So I think even now it's more of a religious debate or a spiritual debate of what we're becoming in this punishment. And I think that even when we get out of it, um, people will be more inclined on, uh, you know, just changing themselves internally. And I think that's just more of an initial basis where people will try to change themselves initially. But I know that it's a... Mankind is such a corrupt, corrupt, uh, uh, what do you call it, entity, that it will never, ever remember the artists in their good times. They will always turn to us when they're in their bad times. I'm not saying that they're going to destroy us or ridicule us after quarantine. I'm saying that people are going to go on with their lives like they did before. Uh, The only, uh, you know, People who are going to show up is going to be the same people who actually did want to buy a ticket or spend a little to actually claim some amount of art. People are going to be the same. 
Um, it's just a matter of time that they actually think that it's a global pandemic, so they will actually come out of it in a different, uh, in a different way. But I really think that difference only lasts for a week, and that's what mankind, that's how they function. After a week, they're going to go back to their normal lives. They're going to go back to all the uh, things that they were doing and, you know, completely forget about the pandemic. It will definitely be talked about um, all our lives, but um, they will forget it, I'm sure. Sorry if that answer was just too all over the place, but I'm just, you know, it, it's more like it's, it's, a, it's a crazy time. And I think that mankind always adapts. So when the time is good, they will adapt again. Right. That's primarily what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, in terms of like the the the, the public, you're saying that they're just going to kind mm-hmm. of eventually forget about it and go back to where to what they were doing. But do you think that the the industry, the people in the industry, the the arts industry itself, do you think that will um, do? Do you think we'll see changes uh, in it after this is over? Yeah, that I that I like to believe that is a possibility because I think very recently in Pakistan, one of the biggest uh, award shows actually, you know, introduced another category of awards, which was best. I'm I'm not sure what the exact category's title was, but it's like the best YouTube blogger or best online persona or something like that, right? So technically now there's another category in the award shows, which is for the online presence of a person. Uh-huh. And I don't know how it will go on about, but a lot of people, a lot of artists in Pakistan or, you know, uh, in the US or the UK, even Russia, they're all going live all throughout the day, making sure that the audience is fed with art. Right. You know, you never know that there may be online streamings that uh, will be accepted moreover in the mainstream industry to a point that they will actually recognize them with awards. So that's that's one common thing that I was actually speaking to the fellow artists that, um, there may be, there is a possibility that people are going to start taking the online industry very seriously. And including me, I never took the online industry very seriously before this. But now I have realized that, of course, this is a valuable, important aspect. As the world is shifting, we should too. Um, so yes, definitely. Um, you know, if the cinemas are closed down, but there's Netflix and there's Prime Video, and there's Hulu, there's Disney. So a lot of these platforms which provide you entertainment like films or TV shows, um, we can't really physically go to a cinema, but that has already shifted. And I think there's going to be a massive, massive, uh, you know, uh, in growth in that specific department, more than cinema. Yeah. Do, do you think, I mean, obviously both of us are performers and um, yeah. uh, and that's something that we, you know, really, really cherish. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, coming out of this uh, quarantine, I guess there's kind of two ways that, that we can look at it, whereas like everybody's going to be so glad to get out that they're going to be flocking to events and performances. Or you yes, could think yes. that, you know, there there's going to be a lot of... of um, paranoia. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. paranoia yeah. and fear. And so those kind of large gatherings will will be very difficult to have so do you do you have any ideas of of which way it might go or or like in your opinion it's it's a yeah it's a very interesting question because these are the two alternatives right it's 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 either the good news or the bad news but we don't really know what what the good news is if the paranoia stays then do they shift to the online presence don't really know where it's happening but i really think that it's very uncertain 
Like I am actually absolutely uncertain about how people are going to react because I do know that people are paranoid and specifically uh, the people who, so I, I think if you break it down to the people who actually come to see the shows, I, I mean, my shows are catered to a, certain, a specific group right. uh, of the country. I, I like to think that it's the upper middle class or the elite class, right? And this is this class is where the paranoia mainly exists. Um, I like to think that you know, um, large gatherings, more than hundred people. I think uh, this is going to stay as a the paranoia will stay there. Uh, we're not sure the seats are combined. We're not sure the dancers are there. Uh, people from all over the world are coming in to see the show all over the country, all over the city. You don't really know who you're sitting next to. So there's always that paranoia. And I think that that paranoia will stay. Um, how do we tackle paranoia is um, another conversation because I don't know how the artists or performing artists will survive if they don't really go on to do physical show screenings or stuff like that. Because yeah. there's a certain amount of relevance that you can create online but how much do you you know um how much do you wait for bitcoins or something like that they would that they would tip and nobody is really actually aware of the whole idea of, it, of digital currency or something or you know there's absolutely no trend of uh, tipping the artist either so that's a tricky one and it, uh, what do you think about like i would really like to know what you think about uh, this specific scenario whether the paranoia will exist or you know uh, I don't know. I also don't know. I mean, it's very, um, yeah. also just as uncertain. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that the, I think that, that people will be more fearful than they are like flocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they won't come. I think that we just might see shifts from, you know, yeah. large, performances to my maybe like smaller scale you know more intimate gatherings or something like this um yeah i mean after i don't know if you saw it i did the that insta live on saturday i did i actually did yeah um and and what i was kind of really trying to do was was create the feeling of a live performance in a digital format um and uh, at the end of it, I I, I set up this yeah. thing. It's called a Kofi, which is it's it's this it's a tip site basically. Unfortunately, you need a PayPal okay. to have it work. Um, so I mean, they haven't. That's it's an issue yeah. with Pakistan. And that doesn't really work in most developing countries. Yeah? Exactly, you know. But yeah. I mean, you can people can basically you know instead of giving you like a large amount of money, they can tip you like three bucks, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of an interesting thing, um, but of course, for developing countries, they need to find a new, pl a different platform for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so hard to say because I I so know say, yeah. I know that things will not be the same, um, but I don't mm -hmm. know how much. You know, I think there, as you said, there is a global tendency to just forget and move on. But I also feel like yeah. in this in this regard, because it's such a like a global thing, and because I mean, I think yeah. in Pakistan we're actually really lucky because it's not a very severe situation here um, yeah, at the at the glad. moment, which is which is incredible. Like I think yeah, we're yeah, very yeah. lucky, so we're not actually feeling that 
the the, the real ripples but i think you know yeah. in in europe and america like it's just the the effects are going to be devastating and i think it's going to be interesting to be, just yeah. see how that affects you know yeah you know the whole mm -hmm. Because I think, I think also each country will respond differently. Like right now, the whole world is united yeah, and that yeah. we're all in lockdown. But also this idea that, no, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the fact that the buying power, I'm sure, will decrease, right? And there is, like, I'm, I'm no economist, but there is a hypothesis that the economy, free country will actually decline. The GDPs will decline. And... Um, if buying power is not there, people, I mean, people as of now are being redundant. They're being sacked out of their jobs. Right. Um, um, that's happening with public apartments and private companies, and everybody is actually working their best. The salaries are being chipped off uh, at a certain ratio, or they're being completely sacked. So even if the buying power is decreasing all over the world, I think this entire pandemic will end. I hope so that soon. But when it ends, I think initially people are just going to try to put their life back together or put their kids back to school or you know, just make sure that the groceries are being done on time because the art will always be a luxury. It's a want for people. I mean, as much as I like to think that it is a need for people to actually transform or evolve or become something better than they actually are, but a global phenomenon for the ideology of common man, it's also luxury. And yeah. um, I think... Um, first, the buying power needs to go to the basic needs, which will be food and clothing and shelter, um, and secure that area first to actually come to part. So I think, um, which is like a crazy reality, but I think that is going to take us a year, perhaps, because actually, just go, I was spoke to uh, my in Beirut, and I was supposed to be in Beirut this June, uh, end of June, and then we had a show in Ju July and in August. And there's uh, no cancellation as of yet, but we have no idea um, if it's, if we're going on with it. So we'll know for sure in the first week of June if that's happening as well. So if that cancels, I know for a fact that there are around 150 to 200 people on a payroll who actually put that show together. So that's affecting 200 people that I personally know. So I know that there's gonna be an economic decline uh, I can say that without having an, uh, a degree in a specific department. But yeah, right, it, it's a very tricky one. Yeah, no, definitely. The I think the, you know, people are talking about global recessions and this kind of thing. I mean, I yeah. think it, economically it's going to be, yeah, no, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't see how there's any way that that things come out of this back to normal. Or if it yeah. does get back to normal, then it will take a couple of years to do that. And I'm also, quite frankly, not sure that it should go back to just normal. Like I, I, I'd like to yeah. see at least some sort of sort of growth coming out of it, but who knows when it yeah. comes to humans. Or some sort of maturity now being shown by human beings, right? Of how to actually deal with, okay, so they've been through a crisis. They know the side effects of things. They have understood that, so technically, I was just reading the paper and, you know, the crime index rate globally has fallen down to zero, right. which is like, which has never happened. Air quality is getting better. Lahore was the second most polluted city in the world. And the air quality has actually, you know, it's better than Islamabad now, which is like crazy, crazy reality. 
Yes. So things are getting better. I just hope that we realize it just in terms of art, but we realize how to live in the world with quality and not just pollute anything. But like I said, this is this is one aspect which I think the mankind will forget that um, the mother Mother Earth will always take a price uh, for how we treat it. So that's just a. What do you think? What in reality do you expect that we should live in after? What is the after of the quarantine? I have no idea. Best case scenario is that, um, yeah, best case scenario would be that we get our heads out of our asses and we, you know, understand and go forward with more gratitude and more. um, I think it it's good that people are traveling less and they should travel less and to be more intentional about our movements and. and uh, and how we treat each other and the collaboration that we're seeing and the understanding that we're seeing like no i think that yeah. if there's if we could just take 1% of that and keep it with us i think we would be in a better place yeah, i think so too so do you have anything um you know that you'd just like to add any comments about this whole situation and uh you know arts and quarantine and before and after and during you know um Somebody, uh, uh, one of my professors back in musical theater world, she, Christine, she sent me this meme. It was a very interesting, funny uh, thing, but kind of sad, that there are actually 1,500 pubs just in Manhattan, right? Pubs, clubs uh, in American um, language, right? right? So there are around 1,500 these uh, clubs, and I think half of them have shut down because they actually function on their you know on the karaoke stuff and how the weekend works and stuff like that so that's how they actually pay the wages or the monthly rent or something like that so half of them are already shut and they just couldn't survive a month um but the artist who actually worked in the club like one of like let's say that if there was live singing session happening or stand-up thing happening they were actually still being paid like peanuts um so i think uh they are the ones who didn't really suffer as bad as the club owners did but uh they still suffered because even the peanuts went off right Uh. so something that i like to think that or i wish to see after the routine is that people start respecting art um which i really do hope like even as an artist i think i have a lot of perspective growing for art during this period because i do understand that the world needs art for entertainment to survive for sanity and for just their basic you know how they think and how they ponder over something um so digital platform is one thing that i actually never really paid attention right now i'm actually opening up to the idea of it and i just realized how wrong i was um this is actually the best way to reach to the masses all over the world it's it's global um so i think uh, these things are going to happen and we will adapt to it i've learned to adapt a lot of people that i know are adapting um so yeah, one thing that I really do hope is that we respect one, uh, not just artists, but everyone else. Everybody is going to be taking a hit. Maybe it may be the food industry or the art industry or the you know the creative industry. Um, everyone will be taking a hit with after this uh, shift. But let's just stay together, keep intact, and uh, you know stay sane. Let's not lose hope. That's what I like to believe in. Great. Um, well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for contacting. Um, I, I actually wanted to whine about where to go, what I'm doing. And I've never really sat down and actually spoken to somebody until now that 
this is happening, this is big. Um, I didn't realize this was this big, this big. My paranoia is gone because I'm not leaving the house. I'm just realizing it more and more that this is gonna, this is gonna last for a while, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we completely forgot about the aspect, like, we keep forgetting that, okay, we will not produce art, but we do realize that producing art or being part of the artistic collaborations or projects is how we actually survive or, you know, function day to day in the capitalist world. Right. How are we going to do that? Because there are a lot of people who are freelancers out there. There are people who have their private jobs, whatever that case may be. But there is... a a high ratio of artists out there who are actually freelancers and if there's no work coming um and i really feel for them uh, including myself actually yeah, i know same. i really feel so i and like you said we don't know like the uncertainty is all around the world like we have absolutely no idea when it's going to change or you know how long it's going to last so the uncertainty is um really annoying but um, I think the only thing that we can actually move forward on is hope. 